0: getting (laughs) further and further out there and around there. (laughs) Change. Anicca. Anicca, the Pali word for change. Is the volume okay for everyone? Yeah, good. Yeah, Anicca, the Pali word for change. So the past um, yesterday and today, big change from our usual familiar retreat form. How has it been with change, with the change? For some, maybe the initial change was difficult. Expectation to be able to just go along with the with the schedule that I'm familiar with and that I'm comfortable with and I know when I'll be able to sit and I know when I'll walk and I know when I can um, kind of sneak off for a walk and not be missed and <laughs> uh, <laughs> or go off and have a little nap. <laughs> Maybe for some, it was exciting, a challenge. Wow, this is great, something different. Often, um, often, we look—we look for we, as humans. We seem to like difference. We like change. We like more. We like other. And so often, our minds are just looking for something other than what is. When we're sitting, and it's all agitation and pain and difficulty and struggle. And, oh, why can't I just sit as quietly and as peacefully as everyone else? Well, I wish this mind would just stop. And then at some point, there's a settling. The mind slows down, or maybe even stops. Thoughts stop coming, the body restlessness stops. There's a real sense of settling, and it's, ah. And then after a little while, i need something to work with <laughs> it's very hard to satisfy this mind <clears throat> and yet we so often we look for satisfaction in the mind figuring things out change 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 the buddha the buddha identified three types of dukkha Three types, three categories of dukkha, and the first is um, he called the dukkha of dukkha, <laughs> and um, what he meant by that is is the dukkha that we experience, um, you know, when we're um, when we uh, get up early in the morning and we're getting out of bed and bang foot on the on the bed on the leg of the bed, or um, hammering and hammer a finger. Or um, when we get um, when we get sick, there's a, it's it's the dukkha of dukkha. It's it's the, the most obvious forms of dukkha, generally involving pain. And um, the second one is is the dukkha of change. And I'll I'll, I'll just name the third one and then come back to the dukkha of change. So the dukkha the third one is existential dukkha, the dukkha of selfing. The dukkha that's the dukkha that that we get caught up in when we get caught up in, in self, trying to impose the self or protect the self or defend the self. Um, the dukkha of um, of questioning, who am I? What's you know? What's the purpose of my life? Um, why am I doing this? Why am I like this? So the dukkha, the dukkha of change, I think is. Um, is probably the um, the one that we we most perhaps most often notice um, the 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 difficulty that so often comes with change, and um, particularly when the change is unexpected or unplanned, and and it often happens. So it happened when we announced that there was going to be a new form for the retreat. And um, maybe it's it's happened um, during these days when we come in and um, and think we're going to be um, sitting, and suddenly someone says, "Okay, this period's for standing." Or uh, maybe <laughs> maybe it's um, when um, when we think we're going to get some instructions, and we get a dharma talk instead. <laughs> The, ch- the changing of things, and, 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 and it's, um, and, and often with, with changes changes like that, often it, it can be a little bit of, a, 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 a m- in the moment there can be a kind of a shock. It's, oh, it's not what we expected. And so there's a, ah. Oh. <laughs> and, and sometimes we get caught in that. And we think, no, I don't want to talk now. I want to just sit quietly now, (laughs) or I want to go some do some walking. I want to be outside more. I don't want to be sitting and then walking around in this circle and then sitting again. Um, And sometimes, so, so sometimes we get caught in that that wanting what's familiar, wanting what we're used to, wanting what's comfortable. Wanting what's easy. You wouldn't believe how many suggestions we get that would make the retreat so much better. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a much better retreat if... (laughs) 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 These, um, these, These wants and not wants and shoulds and shouldn'ts and if onlys and what ifs these are all dukkha and they're all dukkha associated with change sometimes it's with the lack of change you know we want change we feel we feel dukkha when when change suddenly happens and we also feel dukkha when it's when it's not happening and we try to make change happen you know we try to change things in our lives we try to change try to start a new job and it's just not working out. It's just you know it's just going nowhere. We're sending off resumes and we're connecting with people and we're doing this and doing that and coming up with all kinds of ideas and it's just going nowhere. And we keep trying, we keep pushing. And there's 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 some there's some dukkha in that. There's there's some value in that sometimes. <laughs> But sometimes we get caught in just banging our head against the wall, bung bung bung, bung. and and we and we recognize the dukkha, and yet somehow we, we keep at it. Dukkha, dukkha of change. So there's there's um, there's 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 gross there's gross changes that we that we recognize, and the gross changes are are pretty easy to recognize. So changes like um, getting a new job, getting a new car, getting a new uh, partner, (laughs) a new relationship, um, traveling to a new place—these are these are rather obvious changes, and and they don't they don't it doesn't feel like there's so much there's much dukkha in these particular ones because um, we like them the things that we're choosing, the things that bring pleasure to us. Uh, But at a subtle level, they may be actually causing some dukkha. You know, change, even even positive change, is stressful. And the the contemporary uh, translation of dukkha is stress. Stress is dukkha. It's it's related to our ability or inability. Stresses are an in, inability to adapt to change. And so often with change, even when it's when it's pleasant change and change by choice, there can be kind of a lag. There's there's a, there's a period of time before we really adapt to it. Um, before before the system, the whole the whole inner body s body mind system adapts. So in that period there's there's dukkha happening. And then there's there's more there's more subtle there's more subtle changes happening that often we just don't even recognize. And sometimes we recognize what's happening, but we don't recognize it as change. And um, and it could be something as simple as the breath coming in and going out. You know, we sit, we sit and and the breath and we're giving attention to the breathing we're feeling and it's breath comes in, goes out, expansion, settling, expansion, settling, expansion, settling. So what? <laughs> I need something to work with. <laughs> If we, but can we, can we give attention to it in a way that we start to recognize, hey, wait a minute, this is change. Every time that breath comes in and the belly expands, that movement is change. The shape of my body is changing. And every time the breath goes out, the shape of my body is changing. There's change happening here. Change, change 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 in every moment in every moment it's changing and and, and an important part of the practice is, is settling with an object with enough openness and enough clarity and enough steadiness and continuity to start to recognize this in every moment. It's changing. And not just to recognize it, but to feel it. In every moment, it's changing. And if we project from that, we can start to experience in every moment, I'm changing. This belly that's moving in and out that's changing is part of what I call me. And if one part is changing, then everything is changing. At even more subtle levels, every time I take a breath in, what's happening? That breath is coming in, and it's bringing in oxygen. The oxygen is going into the lungs. The lungs are expanding and contracting, expanding and contracting. The oxygen that's coming in is, is feeding all the cells of the body. It's fueling all the metabolic and chemical processes of the body. Just that, that oxygen coming in is keeping us alive, it's allowing for mindfulness. <laughs> It's keeping the heart beating. It's keeping the lungs going. It's it's um, it's it's fueling digestion. It's fueling the um, the elimination of toxins. And all of these are changes that are going on within us in every moment. Changes happening within within this body in every moment. That oxygen that's coming in is also fueling the brain. (laughs) And we can see we we see we can we can see we're sitting very quietly and still, just breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out. Oh, there's a thought. Huh. That's a change. Thought comes up. And then that thought kind of passes, and immediately another thought comes. It's a change. And then another thought, and then another thought. The mind just keeps changing. And then it goes quiet. That's a change. And then it starts up again. This body-mind is changing from moment to moment to moment. And it is, it's it's uh, this, this recognition of change this this deep knowing this felt knowing this insight of anicca the buddha described as a gateway to liberation it's a gateway to liberation a door to liberation it's a door that's asking to be opened and how do how does the door open the door opens through recognizing that Since everything, since this body-mind is changing from moment to moment to moment, without me doing anything, what can I hold on to? What piece of me can I hold on to and keep? There's an appearance of, of, of me, of continuity of me, but when I look closely, I see it's not so continuous. It's constantly changing. How can I hold on to that? And I and I see we I, I, I see body-mind gets quiet, it's very calm and peaceful, and oh this is really great. I want to keep this. If I just keep breathing in exactly this way and sitting in exactly the same position and <laughs> It'll just stay. Or at the end of the retreat, we'll say, "How can I take this with me?" <laughs> and we begin to see we can't take it with us because it's it's all constantly changing. It's constantly changing, and and to, and to really get that from the felt immediate felt experience, just just allows us to see. Ah, oh, yeah. As long as I try to hold on to that, this is Dukkha. And I feel the Dukkha of trying to fight against the change and hopefully see it clearly enough that it's just, oh, phew. Relax. Rest. Allow for letting go to happen. Freeing freeing ourselves from this this holding on trying to keep trying to protect the ending of the dukkha of change when we look we look outside of ourselves we look at others sometimes it's it's easier to see the changes and the dukkha in others than in ourselves we can we can, we can we can see that in others we can we can look at things at, at objects you know we look at um, yeah maybe maybe you look at your um, your zafu you've had this zafu your favorite zafu you've had it for so many years and it's really serving you well and, and you just get so calm and quiet and peaceful every time you sit on that zafu and and after years, you look at the zafu in the covers getting a little bit thin, a little bit threadbare. Maybe the, um, the stuffing is getting a little compressed, not quite as soft as it used to be. On a day-to-day basis, the zafu looks the same. It looks like it's not changing. But if we think back how it was some time ago, we can see that it's changed. And in fact, it changes every time we sit on it. You sit down, and it goes. Hmm. <laughs> it's change. Um, what else? <laughs> we had we had an idea <laughs> for the uh, for for this um, for this period for this talk. We were going to have a big change, and. Um, what we were going to do, and, and, we, and, and we had to change our plan <laughs> because of this. <laughs> we were going to, um, I was going to move to the back of the room and we were going to have everyone turn around. <laughs> I get tired of seeing the same people at the front here. It would be nice to be able to see, see those of you at the back a little, a little better. <laughs> I'm not sure how those of you at the back or those of you at the front would feel. (laughs) But, um, yes, that's that's what we were planning. So that was going to be a big change. But then we had to change. We changed. So so in our minds, the the very form and structure and appearance and the whole thing about this room was changing. (laughs) And if we had actually done it, it would have been a big change. Some of you wouldn't have been able to hear me. <laughs> change. Um, when I when I when I think of change, the last few days I can't help but think about Nepal, and and the change, um, you know, just such a such a, a sudden, such a sudden gross change, and and I and I and I used to when I when I talked when I talked about change. I used to talk about how things that appear so solid and and seem to just be permanently existent. How the, how these things are are changing, and the example I always used was Mount Everest. And and I remember when um, um, I, I don't even remember what grade I was in. Probably grade like seven or eight and I read a book about Hillary and Tenzing climbing Mount Everest and for some reason it always stuck in my mind that Mount Everest was 29,002 feet high. And then after a whole bunch of years Mount Everest suddenly was 29,009 feet high. (laughs) And then a bunch of years later it was twenty nine thousand and twelve feet high. And two weeks ago it was 29,028 feet high. You know, this mountain that seems so solid and so fixed and so permanent was constantly changing. And I, I have no idea what the height is now. There's been tremendous avalanches on Mount Everest, still going on, and there's still off aftershocks going on. And maybe all of this is making it even higher. Maybe it's making it lower. It's certainly changing. The, the shape of this mountain that looks so solid has changed so much that the Sherpas have said that they'll have to find new climbing routes. It's so solid. It's so permanent. Yet it's changing from moment to moment. It's interesting that... Nearly 2,600 years ago, the Buddha was asked, "Why are why are there earthquakes? What's the cause of earthquakes?" And and one of his and, and he listed a number of causes, but the, the first cause he gave a description of the earth that was so close to a description of the tectonic plates. And he said that the movement, the movement of the earth causes the earthquakes. It's amazing that the Buddha was able to to know this without any instruments or without any scientific study, just through his practice and through his observation, through from experience. He 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 came to understand this. He understood that this earth is not so solid. It's not so solid. It's constantly changing. We think we're walking on solid ground. You know, all these people in Nepal, they thought they were on such solid ground. We just don't know. We just don't know when these changes are going to be strong enough for us to recognize them, these changes that are happening all the time. And, it, and, it, and it, it's so important for us to give attention to change and to really know change, because, because it's through the knowing of change that we can let go of our expectations we can release the hold that we have or the hold that expectations have on us, actually. We can release we can release the way that we hold on to an idea of how things should be. Because we know that they're they're constantly changing. How can how can I hold on to it? How can I keep it the same? And and the the more the more this releasing can happen, the more easily the adaptation the adaptation to change happens, the less dukkha there is. So when we give attention to the body, it's not just to feel the body, it's not just to be mindful of the body, it's to come to really know and to understand change the fact of change from moment to moment when we give attention to mount everest and we and we 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 realize we know we we see that mount everest is constantly changing and we and we we hear about and we see the images of these of these major changes this when 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 i heard about when I first heard about the, um, the earthquake and all the, all the damage and all the, the death and the injury, um, one of my first thoughts went to Lumbini, which is um, where the Buddha was born in Nepal. And as some of you know, every couple of years I take a group on pilgrimage there. So, um, so I emailed the, um, the hotel and said, "I hope that um, I hope that you're all well and safe. Is there damage in Lumbini? Uh, please let me know." And I got an, e- an email back very quickly saying, "We're we're all safe and our families are all safe and and well, but um, some of the staff have lost have lost their homes. Their homes have been just totally destroyed." And um, and 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 I met and I and I and I, I bring this into the talk because what it what it showed is what it, what it, what it showed to me is that an event happening there on the other side of the world a completely different country completely different culture so many thousands of kilometers away affected me and these are, these are changes and these are effects that, we, that are happening all the time and we don't recognize or realize them because most of the time they're happening at such subtle levels. Things happen in one place and it affects everything in other places. That earthquake in, in Nepal affected me you know, in my concern my concern for the for the people who I know there. And then I speak about it here, and it's affecting you in some way. Maybe just to the extent of causing some vibration in your eardrums. <laughs> maybe in a in a grosser way of touching the heart. Maybe making you think maybe generating thoughts about Nepal. One thing changes another, and that changes another, and another, and another, and so one thing changes, everything changes. It's all interconnected. And this is, this is a, another gateway to liberation that the Buddha spoke of. This is anatta. Anatta, non-selfness, non, non-self-centeredness. We think that we have the, the appearance is that I'm here and the world's out there. And if something nasty is happening out there, I want to keep it away. If something nice and pleasant is happening, I want to bring that in. And the perception is that there's there's this gap between me and and the world. It's just a perception. It's just a perception. It's very functional. That kind of perception is very functional, but it's just a perception. In reality, there is no gap. Everything that happens in one place happens everywhere. It's all connected. And it happens it happens in 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 very subtle ways how one thing affects another so every time I see something you know I look around and I I look around and I see different people and each time I see a different person it registers in a different way it changes the mind a different name comes into mind or um, um, a memory of a, of a, a different interview comes to mind or um, the last time I saw that person comes to mind, and then I move on and I look at the next person, and then a different memory comes. Just the fact of seeing changes me. And every time I hear a sound, that sound changes me in some way. Sometimes we can feel it. A sound comes and we feel it. feel the vibration right through the body. If there's a really loud, sudden sound, we just... (laughs) Sometimes it's it's that obvious. Sometimes we can feel the sound in the ear. Sometimes we don't notice it at all. Sometimes we notice that a particular sound brings up pleasantness. Sometimes a particular sound brings up unpleasantness. The sound... A sound, I can hear a sound, and it's amazing. I'm sure you've noticed. It's amazing the stories that can be generated from hearing a particular sound. So that sound is changing who I am. And then a different sound comes, and it changes me again. And then another sound. And then a smell comes. Ooh, don't like that one changes me. Every contact we have through any of the sense doors, through all of the sense doors, changes who we are. So from moment to moment to moment, who we are is changing. And we hold on to the idea, we hold on to the belief that This me who is here now is me who was here five minutes ago, ten minutes ago, a year ago. Um, I will be here tomorrow. I will be here next week. I will be here next May. And we, we have that. And, and, and we, we operate our lives based on that assumption of continuity. We operate based on an assumption of continuity. Continuity. And then, when the change happens, there's resistance. And what's happening is we're clinging, we're clinging to that, to the to the the belief and the wish for a continuous, permanent, solid me. There's a security. There's a kind of security in that. There's a security in in in, in, in the certainty that, yes, I'm here, and yes, I'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> and there's a certainty in... Um, this meditation hall is here now. There's a certainty it will be here tomorrow. There's a certainty it will be. There's an, an assumption... That it will be here next year, but in actuality, we really don't know because things change, and that and that and 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 the holding, the holding to this self. This is this is the um, this is the dukkha, uh, the the existential dukkha. The existential dukkha is that is that clinging to self, and 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 acting in ways that try to protect that we try to protect it by keeping away what we don't like and by keeping what we like we have an, it's it's not even it's not even protecting the self it's protecting an image of the self we protect an idea of who we are i'm this kind of person i'm not that kind of person you know I, i'm 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 a, I'm a nice peaceful person I'm not an angry person, and then and then some anger shows, and well, that's not the real me. <laughs> yeah, so we, we we cling, and this is this is the, the existential dukkha, and 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 they're they're all they're all interconnected. The three types of dukkha are all interconnected, and they're all interconnected because, um, <laughs> for the most part, they're about me. <laughs> they're about me. And, and this understanding, the, 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 the real deep experiential knowing, understanding of the interconnectedness softens that sense of me. As I said, the, the, this, this perception is functional. But um, it has the, um, the tragic, I would say tragic consequence of separating us. Of, of of creating me and you here and there us and them good guys and bad guys so change change the dukkha of change and change as a gateway to liberation the um, the, the the third gateway. There's three gateways. The gateway the 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 gateway of of change. The gateway of um, of of understanding anatta, the interconnectedness, and the gateway of of dukkha, of 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 understanding dukkha in in the sense of understanding how dukkha arises, how we create dukkha through the, the clinging, through the through taking up and the pushing away, and also through understanding the, the dukkha of things, dukkha as a quality or a characteristic of things, in the sense that because of constant change, things are unreliable. We can't ultimately rely on things. We can't rely on Mount Everest staying the same. We can't rely on this building being here forever. We can't rely on those who we love being here forever. And and that can be um, a kind of a shocking and disturbing thought. It, the very very often the, the first deep understanding of change is disturbing because we don't like it we want security we want certainty we want stability we want safety but the more we the more we allow ourselves to open to that reality of change the more we start to see how that, that very trying to hold on to things creates dukkha. And so there can be the releasing. There can be the releasing. And so, so the, the understanding of change becomes liberating. It really is liberating to, to not be holding on to things, to, to be able to appreciate things to enjoy things, to make use of things, without clinging, without holding on, without attachment, that will bring dukkha. So, in the practice, in the in the formal practice, and and in our daily lives, um, it's so often the the teachings point back to. Giving attention to change, giving attention to change. So, real encouragement when when you notice change, when you when you notice change happening, when when something is changing during the days here, whether it's something outward or or an inner change. Check in and see how am I with this? Is there openness? To change, or is there some clinging happening somewhere, or is there some aversion happening somewhere? And it's not so much that that the, that the, it, 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 it's important not to get caught up in oh I shouldn't cling or I shouldn't have aversion, <laughs> but noticing how they arise, noticing how they arise, and then giving attention to what's the experience. How does it feel to be holding on to something, to be caught up in something? How does it feel in the body? How does it feel to be trying to get rid of something, trying to get rid of that pain, trying to get rid of the discomfort, um, wanting the schedule to be different, um, um, really liking the lunch one day and wishing they would serve that again? Just all kinds of all kinds of ways where there's there's change, and how am I with it? What's the experience with it? What's the actual experience with it? So really, giving attention, giving attention in this in this way, um, giving attention when when the when the Buddha when the Buddha spoke, as as Joel as Joel mentioned. Um, when was it? Yesterday, the day, before? <laughs> Yesterday? No, the day before. Yesterday, No, day before. Change. Yesterday. Um, when the when the Buddha speaks of investigation, the a, the actual term that he uses is investigation of states. It's the investigation of the state of things. It's an investigation of how things are. So it's an investigation into. Change, impermanence, an investigation of dukkha, an investigation of anatta, of an interdependence. It's not just it's not just um, opening to and 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 feeling it and and investigating the the sensation. It has there's a, there's a real intention with it, and the intention is for insight, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and and these and these three characteristics these three characteristics characteristics of of change or impermanence of of dukkha of unsatisfactoriness of unreliability undependability and of of interconnectedness of not self-separateness these these three are the, the these three are the the keys of um, of the investigation quality. So bringing bringing in the mindfulness, the investigation investigation of states, giving attention to these care these three characteristics, and particularly I think to change changes is, is for the most part change is the easiest of the three to really recognize. And give attention, and and in that giving attention, in that staying with, and being present with, and opening to, and in all these all these phrases that we use, it's all with the intention. It's all with the intention of of very directly experiencing it, so that it becomes insight becomes insight, not an idea, not just an idea, not just something that the mind has, has figured out, or that the mind has um, has taken to believe because it's, I've heard it so many times and read it so many times. But actual experience. And it's that, it's that insight that liberates. And in the in the in in the liberation in the liberation from the liberation through that understanding, there's um, there, there there's a there's a releasing of the grip that we have on things, external things, internal things. We hold on to these these things, and. And in in the in the knowing of how things actually are, there's a releasing that can that can bring with it um, what's what's referred to in the in the in the in the texts as a turning away from turning away from turning away. Um, it's, the, the translation of the word, if, if, if you ever read the discourses and you come across this word, the, the common translation of the word is revulsion. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the word revulsion was, was chosen because of its relation, not because the thing is revolting and you get, it's, it's because the, the word revulsion has the same root as revolving. So it's that it's the turning away, turning away in the sense of not getting caught up in, not being um, taken in by. So there's this, there can be this this turning away, and in the, the turning away from things, things which arise out of conditions and have a life and pass away because of conditions, in that turning away from things. There's the possibility, there's a possibility of knowing that which, (laughs) that which, that which neither changes nor doesn't change. The unconditioned, the unborn, the undying. The unconditioned, and and in, in the in the knowing of the the unconditioned is is, is, is the, the real liberation that allows us to be with things and to know things and to be free. So let's sit together for a few minutes. feeling the change of the posture as we move into the sitting position, perhaps noticing change in mind as we decide where to put the attention, noticing changes in body sensations, coming to rest with the experience of body-mind and the experience of change happening.